Hey, welcome to Five Questions with Steve Moulter. That's me. Uh, today's guest is Cal Traver, who is the frontwoman, co-band leader, and saxophonist for the art pop dance band Rubble Bucket. She also has an equally dynamic solo project called Cowbells, which performs with an all-female band. She's an avid nature lover, having spent her childhood in the woods of Vermont, and most importantly, she's a cancer survivor. I met up with Cal backstage at the House of Blues in Boston, where Rubble Bucket was headlining the annual world music festival, uh, Crash Fest. They absolutely destroyed it, by the way. I was right up on the stage. It was amazing. We found a cozy corner backstage and chatted about finding peace inside relationships, the powerful spirit of an all-female band, Cal and her mom's revolutionary love experiment, the lessons of trees, breaking up a romantic relationship with your bandmate and remaining a band, experiencing infinity in love, and we also randomly discovered that Cal went to high school with my cousin. Such a small world. It was so awesome when it happened. Oh, yeah, and she answered five questions. Meet Cal. What's the most difficult thing you've ever had to do? Wow, I bet you have long pauses before all of your questions. (laughs) That's a fact, yes. Um... Whoa. Okay, sorry. There's a few. Com- there's a few coming to mind. I'm trying to figure out which ones I'm comfortable talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just, I mean, I don't know. There's something about. There's definitely like, a, I feel like the accumulation of the minor difficulties of, like, being alive every day <laughs> kind of add up <laughs> yeah, to a lot the grind yeah like just keeping on waking up and um built making rubble bucket was pretty hard yeah. that like creating that there's a lot having to do with relationship in that that is really hard um what makes it hard like what about it like finding peace inside relationships yeah that's totally probably (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. like probably that's probably the hardest thing I've yeah done in a lot in the recent years um and being like a figuring out like my part in in conflicts Mm -hmm. and acknowledging my part in conflicts and and being sort of humble or not even but yeah just working on owning up to yeah my responsibility to to like make peace in micro and macro in my like self and then in my relationships and in the world that's a kind of ongoing good hard work yeah i like doing yeah (laughs) but it's hard (laughs) you like doing it that's good i think a lot of people would just run away from that stuff especially in relationships i mean you know being in a band obviously managing multiple relationships with one goal hopefully yeah. And then, you know, any romantic relationships, friendships, parental, siblings. I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are there any relationships for you that stand out with like examples of maybe a moment where you were like, you know, where you had to really acknowledge your role? Yeah. Well, the um, I don't think I want to talk about that. That's cool. Right now. Yeah. No sweat. <laughs> Publicly. No sweat. No sweat. Because, but yes big yes. time <laughs> <laughs> yes next question no, no. that's totally cool yeah um yeah no I, I feel that coming for me coming back home i grew up mm-hmm. here but yeah. it's different i'm different they're different yeah it's a very strange experience to try to like you're living in this old childhood but you're also not a child anymore it's a very strange experience yeah so 
that yeah. I think I mean it, as a general answer to that specific question I I think that in there are multiple in fact all like I I think like the transformation that I've been existing inside of for the past five years like coming from cancer and then ever onwards has so many examples of of relationships here's one here's a good specific one I can talk about it was like with my mom mm. um like being communicative about what we need we we started doing this thing called the revolutionary love experiment okay <laughs> because you know we were whatever just to we have a great relationship and we're really close you know like one of the biggest loves of my life but I think that we were kind of like trying to work out the kinks and so we decided to do this thing where it's like it's grounded on on um what's the word uh love that uh the kind of that never goes away um unconditional uh, uh, yeah love. right right yeah so we're like okay we will like handshake we uh, or whatever not even handshake just like yeah, yeah go agree. we both agree right on that so from there let's be safe in that and let's start to take risks about the details of how we can support each other better because we know we both want to support each other and if there's something that's not working or irritating one another or anything let's try like saying it yeah totally <laughs> and it's, see where that takes us it's an, it's amazing that like honesty can be difficult yeah right? and just being like hey this hurts or this doesn't feel good or i don't like this yeah and it like Wah. yeah I, oof, totally what so what's the thing called again the revolutionary love experiment and is it like a like a website is it like a thought process <laughs> no. is it like a religion or is it something it's, you made up it's just a made-up thing it's amazing i made up <laughs> i love it but it's but I'm yeah, gonna Google it yeah, and see I've if been, it exists. Yeah, and if it doesn't, there's probably multiple meanings of it. Right <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's talking about love. Um, how do you define being in love? Mm. Well, I decided that I defined being in love as seeing infinity in someone or something. Wow. Yeah. Have you experienced that? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Can you describe it to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I I mean, you're talking to the right girl right here. Perfect. Well, I'm glad this worked. (laughs) This girl is in love with everything. (laughs) Like, not, you know, I I just, yeah, it's... It's kind of um, broad, okay. But it's also deep, mm. um, and I mean, not to get too vague, but I—I I mean, yeah, I think uh, I love nature so much, and I see—you know—you walk out in the world and you just see trees, and you're like, "Whoa, you have so much to teach me." Yeah, totally. <laughs> that kind of steadfastness and like accepting of the of just of whatever is there and using it. Um, and it's so wise. I feel like people don't stop to, to like take in the lessons of trees Mm -hmm. often enough Mm -hmm. as I wish we all would. And, and then like working on it within myself and like, you know, when I'm like having like really hard moments, usually the hard moments have to do with, with something that's happening in me, Mm -hmm. even if there's something hard going on outside. But like I might not be having the right conversation I need to have inside about how I'm responding to something. And if I, if I'm resisting it or feeling resentment 
against it or not seeing its side of of the experience, then it can be cause like a lot of discordant like suffering in, yeah. inside myself. Yeah. So kind of like working with that and like pushing towards more softness. Those are that's kind of the love that I've been feeling a lot lately. That sounds awesome. I mean, I, I love the idea of nature teaching us. Mm. I mean, I, I agree to an extent like where this is, I love the, uh, yeah. Oh, they're going to oh, change yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are we, cool. can we, we can do pause. this moving? Oh, pause. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> okay. Um, so you were talking about love and I love the thought. Yeah. It was trees, the lessons of trees. Yes. Record title. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's, how do you how do you take lessons from trees? What do you do? Like, how do you experience nature? Um. Well, I like I I feel like something I've been working with a lot lately. Well, because I love nature and I grew up with it, with so much access to it in a rural in Vermont, place, right? In Vermont, yeah. Um, and not just access, but like that was kind of almost more my home than inside yeah yeah totally <laughs> when i think about now all the growth i've done and learning uh, about my na- my own my nature i think about the discoveries that i made in the woods and i'm like whoa i was really learning about the earth that about life yeah then. totally um i'm just yeah like i remember my first moments of like really self-consciousness where i was standing i was 12 i remember it so distinctly yes good job <laughs> yeah, great set. and and like just having like this feeling like whoa i'm me yeah <laughs> like i was like what i'm still here i i just it was so it was like a period of a year where i kept being like this is so weird like mm-hmm. i'm a thing and this is kind of awkward and it's like it's still happening now and how old were you when that happened <laughs> i was like 12 you, that's amazing i remember it so distinctly i was at the summer camp and there we were studying her her um like salamanders and frogs and stuff. Okay. And we would go out every day and like look around for them in the woods That's and in the amazing. ponds and like kind of learn about that. And I was like, we were doing these solos and they would kind of drop people off mm-hmm. at different spots in the woods. And I was just kind of like, anyway, That's I'm <laughs> rambling. No, no, it's yeah. all good. It's all good. Um, my cousin grew up in Vermont. I have two cousins. Cool. And they're from like the Woodstock area. Oh, yeah, that's Browns, where I'm... Brownsville? Yeah. It's Who like are a, they? I probably know them. The Ferricks? Yeah. I t- Do went you to really? school with them. I, I don't no I don't know them super well, but yeah. Well, Wait, Leah. No, no. Uh, Alexandra okay, and yeah. Mason. Okay, cool. Yeah. We but, uh, we went to, yeah. No shit, really? Yeah. I've yeah. How old are you? I'm twin I'm thirty four. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's like your age. Yeah, Tita, yeah, 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 we call her Tita. It's a totally, like, yeah. No, we, no have, shit, we went to serious? school together. She, the yeah. fuck? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll text her when we're done. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's my cousin. She lives in LA now. She, oh, cool. I, I still could, I still think I convinced her to move to LA from New York because she yeah. was doing acting there, and I told her to come to LA. She did. It wasn't because of me, but I'll take the credit. Um, that's really anyway, cool. small world. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's the best. How do you approach collaboration? Mm. Oh, this is fun. These good. are like good. These are so fresh. I'm glad. Great. I'm glad. Is this music? I like no, the music, but it's cool. Yeah, okay, it's cool. cool as long as 
doesn't take over. We're fine. Yeah, it's yeah. like when the bass kicks in, then we're going to have oh, to no, no, replan. Yeah. I have had a breakthrough in collaborating this past the past two years in this in a kind of moment of my life where I've been forging a lot of new territory in a lot of ways um, and and so I made my my first ever solo album um, and it was something that I worked really hard on alone in private and for a long time and then like I wasn't I was just gonna release it and then I was kind of brought encouraged or like brought together with this like awesome musician and we ended up working on it together his name is Ryan Power mm-hmm. and um, but that so I think that that was a really successful collaboration experience and I took a lot of like lessons and joy from it but uh, I think one of the biggest ones and we talked about it a lot all throughout the process was like a feeling of trust mm-hmm. um, like really profound trust where because even when when I'm alone, if I'm not liking an idea that I have, that kind of like it's like wah wah wah. Yeah, it's big like, time. Well, what do you do now? Like, right. do I just stop making? Well, no, you have. You like, have to push through. Yeah. Hopefully. And so having another person who's who can just kind of have like this soft yesness around yeah. ideas, even if it's dorky, even if it's not going to make the record, or like you're just like, you know, like it's like. you're getting the toxins out before like the good stuff comes or something totally it's all like kind of this receptive spirit um and that that process like i feel that process when you need like i I do a lot of solo records i play in a band i do solo records and the solo records all work and they're all great but they're not the same because there's no sounding board like when i get stuck in my echo chamber of a mind that's good sometimes. And sometimes it's cool. I need to really work on an idea on my own. But the other time, you know, there are other times when you have someone just kind of go, hey, hey what about that? Yeah. Or instead of that, that. Yeah. Or I like it. Or I don't like it. Right? And you can really, like, take that. And it someday, even just a look. Right? I mean, the band and, like, one of the guys looks at me and I'm just like, oh, shit, nope, that wasn't right. Like, yeah. you just know. Yeah. But having that, like, sounding board, having that back and forth, the reciprocation, I think, is super yeah. important. Sounds like you got that there. Yeah, and I've been thinking a lot about, like, social currency lately, like, um, in in endeavors of mine. Like, I'm also doing this this project live, and I have a band, and it, it was, like, especially powerful for me to be here where I am um, watching this group that just played yeah. Flor de Toloache. They're an all-female group, and my group with cowbells is an yeah. all-female group and and um there's something so incredibly powerful that i never you know i don't think it's possible to understand until i'm inside it realizing how special and vulnerable and collaborative that mm. is like truly it's beyond words it's like such a a powerful spirit um and and i think that when i when i've been thinking about how to make Calbell's work over the past year as a live thing that word social currency keeps coming back to me because it's like it's kind of like this something that fuels everything at the heart of it is being able to be present with each other mm. and not avoid that moment yeah and and like if if people are avoiding that moment then it just becomes really painful and you kind of like share your suffering you like putting your suffering onto other people but then 
if we're like, oh no, we're actually safe in this moment. We're mm. all safe. We're not going to hurt each other. Mm. Then it's like, it. then such magic can happen. <laughs> well, it circles back to what you were saying before about the, the revolution. Right, yeah. Where you're talking about truly being honest, being yourself in that situation without a fear of judgment. Yeah. Um, and that trust is so vital and so difficult. I mean, I struggle with it a lot. Yeah. I'm afraid to be seen mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I am, it's a breakthrough. Yeah. I I used to think, I, I had this vision that came to me a bunch, a few years ago in my learnings about love that was like the idea that what if love, somebody who is loving you, it might look like sometimes like, like loneliness or rejection, you know, because we're always like seeing through our own karmas. So we're like mm-hmm. seeing what the seeds, the flowers of the seeds that we planted, but, but like providing somebody with a space to be themselves yes. is such an act of love and kindness yeah. and being able to take that space is freaking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because that fucking absolutely. Yeah. It's super scary. Yeah. It's so much easier to be alone and not be judged or rather just be judged by one person. Yeah. <laughs> right. Self-judgment. Yeah. I'm good at that. Yeah. What's your greatest accomplishment? Well, something I feel really proud of is that I, I, that Alex and I are still friends. We're the co-band leaders yeah. of Rebel Bucket, and we yeah. were a couple for oh, wow. a lot of years, for a decade, and we're not anymore f- for the past two years. And what we the, worked fu- so hard yeah. on that, and okay. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Um, and wow. How was the first rehearsal after you broke up? Oh, it wasn't even... We went, went straight to gigs. We were, like, on yeah, the road immediately, like, within a week. <laughs> it was insane. Wow. I mean, but we've been through a lot together before that, so it wasn't didn't feel too out of the mm. ordinary. We were kind of like, oh, yep, life is ridiculous and that's how it has been (laughs) wow yeah so i'm i'm very proud of that and it feels like a cool blessing and kind of also a gift in a way like to to honor all of the work that we've done together Mm. to be like we're gonna just let that sit like that's not evil or anything like that we're we're just gonna be proud and like kind of like take a pause yeah that's amazing i mean i've i i've broken up with many people unfortunately yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. or fortunately depending but being able to cherish that yeah for me has always taken a lot of distance a lot of time and a lot of space yeah um but to be able to have a functioning relationship a working relationship and still go through that process yeah my god Good job. Like, seriously. I mean, like, that's insane. Thanks. That's impressive. <laughs> I, I worked with a, a girlfriend. Like, we worked together. Yeah. And we broke up. And we were in the same department. That just kind of sucked. Like, but it's yeah. way different when you're being creative. When you're writing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you... And I'm not necessarily asking you to expand on it, but it's hard enough when you're just, like, friends with the people. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm just in awe. I, I think it's wonderful that you're able to rock that. Yeah. Because obviously you're putting out really good music, so that's also good, too. <laughs> it's, yeah, I think the music is helpful because it's kind of like a, a nourishing substance that it's like the plasma around us because yeah. it's such a space for expression and, and communication. So it's like, I think that was our first language anyway. Uh, as yeah. like as a couple, it was always the music and like the, just the primal dance energy. As my sister always said, she was like, "Whenever I see you guys, what, whenever we're in the room together and it goes quiet for a little bit, I know you guys are probably doing some kind of weird tribal dance together." <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so that that luckily is such a kind of it's a little bit uh, less sensitive to. Um, to labels like yeah. it, it's more of a pure it, like a mm. a universal substance so it, it translates nicely into like different formats that's of awesome. relationship nice <laughs> yeah. that's, that's wonderful What will you miss the most when you're gone? <sighs> well, I've been thinking so much lately about what it means to, to be gone or to be here. And I wonder, like, I just read the Quincy Jones interview, and there are so many amazing parts of that. The one in The Vulture, and he, there's one of the quotes that, like, kind of stuck with me the most since I had been thinking thinking about this lately anyway was what happens after you die and he's like you're just gone and I was like well that's interesting yeah that's from the perspective of the people who know you and love you right you're gone to them but what about you and like even just last night I I was thinking about this really hard and just imagining like trying to wrap my mind around like a type of awareness that isn't specific to this body that I could understand right now. Like, and maybe it's, I shouldn't try to push my brain that hard, but it's bigger than brain, you know, it's Mm -hmm. the whole body. And a lot of the healing work that I've done post cancer has been about becoming in like more familiar with my, the different parts of my body, every little to the most minute. And I'm sure you are familiar with this, practice too but just to kind of all my organs and all my skin and my processes and my rhythms and breath and and so I have been feeling the deeper and deeper I go into that practice the more I understand myself as a planet you know or like as the universe or as Mm -hmm. a galaxy and start to really see that what the Buddhists know or anything just that you know we're there's no separation between us and our environment. We can't, we depend on each other when we create each other. The meaning of one, it depends on the meaning of the other. So therefore, when I think about nothing, there being nothing, I just think that can't even mean anything without something. Mm. And Mm. then, so there's always that dance between the two and kind of that threshold and that's like where our awareness exists um and you can 
they yeah like the, it's just this constant kind of birthing of each other and and the nothingness has a really beautiful warmth to it as well so I think that there's ways to experience death and come back from it and still be here and um, so what was the question again? <laughs> uh, what will you miss the most well, yeah, when you're gone? I think that I will just miss my mom and dad and and I just all the things that I'm that we get born to do like yeah. to see a sunrise and and to like you know all the senses and the drink I don't really drink coffee but something like that <laughs> I don't drink coffee either <laughs> and yeah love making hmm. so but I'm not super sold that that being being gone is is like a done deal yeah anyway I think there's probably more more ins and outs than cool. we think about maybe yeah <laughs> perfect that's yeah. it Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in. Check out uh, fivequestions.me, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the Apple Podcast Store. Check out rebelbucket.com and cowbells.space. Thanks for tuning in. Take care.